Siyah Tavuks Welcome to the Dior Talks podcast series themed around the 7th edition of Dior Lady Art and hosted by Paris-based journalist Katia Foreman. For this year's event, 11 artists from around the world have participated in a game of metamorphosis by rendering the iconic Lady Dior handbag as a unique piece of art. Calling in from her studio, enclosing a garden in Saint-Paul-de-Vence in the south of France, Min Jong Kim, our latest guest on the Dior Talks podcast series dedicated to the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, immerses us in her universe. From her beginnings studying calligraphy under a tea ceremony master, to her journey as an artist living between Italy, France and America. Being approached to reinterpret the Lady Dior through her artistic universe proved a fun challenge for the artist who confesses she's not into handbags. She applied herself with gusto, sending in endless renderings of her artworks, which were whittled down to three designs. Such an honour to be speaking with you today. Where are you calling from? Are you in Milan? No, I'm calling from Saint Paul de Vence in South France. Oh, wonderful. Okay. What are you doing down there? Any projects going on down there? No, since 15 years almost, I have a, a partial studio here, but I spend a lot of time in this area. And it's my studio and home. It's a perfect place for an artist to be. Are you actually in your studio right now? Yes. Okay, so you're surrounded by some of your works as we're speaking. Yes, and uh, my studio has a all around uh, the garden, so still there are flowers and the greenery. Very happy and pleasant moment by whole autumn now. How exquisite. I wish I was with you. It sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. We'd love to know more about your universe. Can you tell us a bit about your roots, where you grew up? And uh, also, if you're in, from an artist family, I'm curious to know if, if uh, you get your artistic yes. talent from any older members of the family or how you got into art. Yes, I am uh, come from South Korea. I lived there until 28 years old. I was born in south of South Korea. The name is Gwangju. And uh, my father has a printing company for books. And uh, beside this profession, he was kind of a scholar. He write a poem and he also practiced almost every day his calligraphy. And all his friend was kind of professional artist. So they used to come to visit us. So I learned from them the calligraphy also, like uh, ink painting, very traditional way. So I grown up with uh, always artistics around in terms of uh, Mm, that kind of art. How wonderful. And you went on to study calligraphy yourself over a decade. And uh, I believe you also studied under the renowned watercolorist, Young Yun Kang. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite memories from that period? Are there any anecdotes you can share? Yeah. So the calligrapher teacher, at the time I changed some two, three calligrapher teachers, especially one lady teacher was also tea ceremony master. So I learned from her about the green tea and the philosophy of all the Asian um, aesthetic plus also 
the theory of all uh, philosophy because when you're writing uh, calligraphy, mainly they are the sentence of the philosophic, um, the way that they explain. Mm. So I learned the tea and the calligraphy, but also uh, the thesis of the, the way to think and uh, the way to live. So I learned a lot of attitude of life. Does that mean that when you were studying calligraphy, you were actually writing about the rituals of tea making? Yeah, lectures of the literature, but also the uh, tea literature is mostly poem. It's not specially mm. I learn. You just drink a tea and then uh, the teacher said that the way how it has to be as a tea person, those kind of uh, simple discipline but which leads you whole through your life. How fascinating. Mm. How would you say the discipline of calligraphy has influenced your work? What kind of values have you brought over to your art? Yes, the calligraphy, you are using the brush, which brush is the made by the animals' hairs. So the brush became a, like a calligraphic instrument. You should have a really good breath but also focus and concentrate on your arms and the power of the breath goes through your brush. So you get used to have a good breath to do anything else. So breath work is very much part of the practice. Is that something that you also apply now when you're painting? Absolutely, because by the brushing, you make your own line. And also, this calligraphy has a lot of characteristics done by each individual. And you can see this is written by this empire, this is by the king, this is color. So it's like when we do calligraphy with a pencil or pen, we can see who writes. It's the same thing. It's just used by this brush. That's the way that when I working, I was always interested how could I make my own line or by the calligraphic way or even if I use also other pencils. So it's all about your body through the breeze, go to end of your hand, it make a trace of what all your body took it out. Do you tend to stand up or sit down when you're working? When I do calligraphy, I was sitting in the floor normally mm. because we don't have a chair at that time. Now everybody used the chair. So you're sitting like a kind of yoga form and you write it after a while. It's hurting for the legs. But now I do more sometimes in the standing or sometimes sitting. But when I was young, till 20 years, I was doing always on the floor. Minjung, you're known for your incredible work with paper, uh, from watercolors to collages. What do you love so much about creating with paper? As you see, what I used in terms of the paper is very thin paper. So it's like uh, you have your own skin and your skin touches another skin. It's like a vegetal skin, which made by mulberry tree. Mm. So it's so easy because it it became part of like my body, I felt now, after almost um, 40 years of using the papers. I believe you're referring to Hanji paper. Can yeah. you tell us more about this special paper and its symbolism? Yeah, Hanji, the paper itself is not that they have that much symbolic 
or philosophic reason because paper in Korea was used also for construction um, purpose. We used this paper for even windows. We did not use the glass. Wow. Then uh, scholars using as a support of the calligraphy, they used the different quality of the hanji. And the Korean paper is much more humble character. Compared with the Japanese, they sometimes put the gold and they make much more sophisticated. But hanji paper was very normal. Uh, the paper one can use for everyday life. Okay, got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But next to these kind of traditional materials, um, I'm curious to know how living abroad has fed into your work. Uh, I believe you studied in Milan. Mm-hmm. Are there any artistic movements that have fed into your work, such as Arte Povera or or any other movement? Yes, yes, absolutely. Because when I arrived in Milano in the early 90s, at the time, of course, there's a young artist, they are doing video or photos. But first uh, art movement, I really was shocked by Fontana and yeah. Buri and also Arte Povera. So... When I saw uh, Fontana, that he went through for the spatialism, and I said, okay, with my paper, what can I do? So I started to take it out, tear the papers. I was very influenced of that. So I saw a lot of uh, aesthetic, the Western aesthetic, Mm. but as I use always the same materialist paper, so it comes very naturally kind of connubial from Western art and Eastern art. Of course, it's uh, the artists are always influenced by the same circumstances right. where you are, and especially when you are young, you absorb everything. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I insisted my paper, so it it comes like quite the Western aesthetic. It's at the end of the result of what I'm doing. Huh? Because if I was always in Korea, if I did not meet this Western and masters or inventors, it could not be my work now. And is it true that you're based between Italy, France and America? Yeah. So where's your favourite place to work? Would it be where you are today? Yes, where I am, I'm very happy because it's, it's countryside, but not completely countryside. I like to work where I can see the green or the the sky. Mm. And uh, sometimes as my material is very uh, light, so I bring my paper to go to the fishing place or wherever I go, I bring my paper. So I work everywhere. How wonderful. So how do you transport it? I roll the paper and I put the plastic bottom on them. Mm-hmm. Then I bring everywhere. Yeah. And moving on to the reason we're speaking today, what was your reaction to being approached by Dior? to reinterpret the Lady Dior? I was very surprised because I never thought about fashion world to do something. I'm not that bad lovers, but I start really wanting to penetrate woman's mind. Why the woman give that importance for the bag? So I suddenly I felt, Min Jung, you should be more uh, like a female way, why people are so happy with the bag, especially like Christian Dior, such an important name. So I was quite fascinated to be <laughs> the lady who loves to this bag. So uh, that was very interesting, yeah, for myself. Okay, 
So you yourself, you're not very attached to handbags. Yes, because also I like the light handbag because those structure, the wonderful handbag is too heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Well, how did the Lady Dior lend itself to being a canvas? You just mentioned the word structure. It is a very structured bag. Yes, because I saw all how they make it the bag. They send me all the inform and you can see they make a, such a solid forms and the, all the decorative or the openings, things. Mm. Everything is made very good structure and also the way they make their forms. So you can see everywhere this is Christian Dior lady bag. Yeah. So when I see this lady bag, oh my God, where I can intervene this bag, uh-huh. which is perfectly done. Yeah. So I just uh, apply very simply the motive of the, my artwork. And uh, surprisingly, it could work. Right. And I saw also very important artists, they did already their own the artistic bag, but I saw they are quite freely express what they want. Mm. So I feel like a very free to do also. Mm-hmm. So it was not that difficult because I have a good assistant to make a rendering. Mm-hmm. I tried to, I don't know, maybe I make like a 20 version with all my artworks. Right. And then, yeah, so I send it to the Dior, maybe I choose like a 10. And they told me they never had a, such a well-made, prepared artist. Could you describe the bags? Yeah. So at the end, we took a three series of my artwork. One is a street which is, looks like uh, the umbrella forms in very elegant way with the silk organza and the, and the bottom they printed my artwork and then put this organza pleats. And then uh, another work, they make uh, two versions, which my series, the name is uh, Story. So one version they did with four, mm. the mink four with the colored pieces, and then they made all hand stitches. And the other one, also same story series, with a very small version, with the Swarovskis and the yarns mm-hmm. and the bees. And it's very small, but it's really like jewelry. And the other one is the one of my well-known series, the Red Mountain, but I don't know how they find out amazing, very solid paper, and uh, they make it very special. It's no more painting, but this kind of can be in in the useful bag. They're really exquisite pieces, just to get a bit more color. Mm-hmm. The one in the mink and the beads, the small version, yeah, yeah. was that not inspired by your library in Milan? Yes, exactly. I had a whole world was my library and there was uh, all the books as a uh, colorful books. And um, I think maybe I had uh, almost 500 books and I thought about, oh my God, each book wants to tell something. And uh, as we writing as a record, the story could remain. But each person talks something, but at the end, it's a very loud voices for every author's. So I thought, can I make a mute of this sound? So I make it by the coloring, it's muted books. So it was inspiring by this library. 
I love that. So you, mm. you were looking at your books and you're thinking about how everybody wants to say something and suddenly yeah. everything feels so noisy. Yeah. And then the bag with the really delicate organza pleats. Is that a true? Is it a love story behind that one? Yes. Yes, it's the film. So the film title was Amantes. And I think was Chinese man was loving with a young Vietnamese lady. And they meet the secret place. It was like a third floor was a very old building. But then the film was not to showing this scenery, but I was just imagine if they look at outside, there was all ladies with the umbrella. Mm. And so I, I feel like I saw all umbrella from the top building side. So that's the, yeah, the, my inspiration comes here. Yeah. Right, so there's the amazing bag. It's like looking down on a sea of coloured umbrellas. I, I, that's definitely a reference to works of yours, as is the mountain bag, mm -hmm. the red bag. Uh, could you talk to us a little bit more about the technique behind that one? Because I believe you started working with the dye and then turned it upside down to get that effect. Is that correct? Yes. And when I start to do this mountain, basically I was not planned to paint the mountain I went to the Costa Amalfitan in Italy and I rented a small house in the cliff on this one old building. It's just built it above the cliff. So I can hear every day this tide bumping to the cliff. So mm. I thought about can I paint the sounds of the water, basically the sounds of tide. And I start to painting like water comes. So I start with a very diluted, it was um, black, the ink. So it's very light gray and it's all dry. I put another line and another line. And then suddenly I look at the other side. It was not tide, it was mountain. But I like the idea that I wanted to painting the sounds of the water. But it became another form of the mountain. So I liked it. So I never called the tide. It's a mountain. And once somebody suggested me, why don't you try to the red mountain? So I tried it again, the red mountain. It, it is very easily comes by very good quality of watercolor. <laughs> That's so beautiful. Minyoung, how do you think people will react to your bags? Did you want to transmit any kind of energy or message? I think because the bag is designed by artists, people, when they are using it, without knowing, they will feel something where trace of when I do my original artwork. And uh, the beautiful thing is uh, through the art or form of art, we are connected spiritually without saying it, without explaining so much. Surely they will take the bag and they feel something different than any industrially make the same bag. I think that's the people who wants to wear the made by artists. I hope they can feel my good spirit who loves a lot of nature and want to be in a peace in my mind all the time. And what was your favorite part of this project? Oh, to meet the people from Christian Dior. They were amazing. Normally when you do your own art, you always do by your own. When you cannot do, you cannot do. But the groups of these professional people who know what they are doing, they suggest the best way. 
I feel like uh, they are the one who really make the bag, not me. And this was amazing thing that collaboration with uh, such a professional, which by my own, when I do my own work, it never happened. Thank you for listening. To hear more of our rich exchanges with guest artists from the seventh edition of Dior Lady Art, visit the Dior Talks podcast series available on all platforms. Bye.